Welcome to The Sandbox with Justin Peters, connecting you to the ideas and tools to improve your life. Now let's go. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Sandbox. Of course, I'm your host, Justin Peters. And today we are talking about health. Um, Everybody knows to have high performance, you can't have suboptimal health. You need to focus both on your fitness, your consistency with your diet, anything from stress management, and optimizing sleep. I think these things are all really important. And if you really want to leave an impact on the world, you really need to focus on these things first before you can take and go externally and make and and go help others. So today I brought on Shane Jenny. He is a certified strength and conditioning coach and has been a personal trainer for over five years. He runs shanejenny.com and um, also has a online program called the Actors Fitness Guild, which we will get a little bit more into. Um, And on top of that, he is a platoon leader at the U.S. Army. With this in mind, you would have thought Shane was probably always a fitness nut, but that is not the story. Um, I will let him tell you that story. Uh, But hopefully my goal in this episode is to give you a little inspiration and instruction on how you can make a small difference in your health um, and help you succeed moving forward and some of your goals. So hope you guys enjoy this episode with Shane Jenny. Hey, Shane. Welcome to the Sandbox. How you doing, man? What's going on? Doing uh, well. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i excited to have you on. You and I don't really know each other a ton. Um, we both went to Webster University and kind of saw each other in passing a lot in the gym. Um, I always knew that you were uh, super into fitness. You were working on your personal training certificates. Uh, I remember you walking around with like this textbook to get your certification and you were like always reading it. Um, and I just always thought you're like a big health nut. That's just who I, I knew you as, but that clearly actually wasn't the case. I I've heard a little bit of your backstory, but I, I thought it'd be really cool to start chronologically with your story and kind of tell the audience how you started on your fitness journey, where you were whenever that, that journey actually started. Sure. So I think the first place to start would be probably freshman year of college. Um, everyone knows and has heard about the freshman 15, but for me, it was more like the freshman 50. <laughs> so with, uh, no, first off, go Gorlocks, you know? Yes, of course. You, go Gorlocks. You can't just ignore that. So. <laughs> so they offered, you know, all you could eat buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And that was just detrimental for, for my health at just from a weight standpoint, but if it would to go further, like, you know, you start seeing things like heart disease and type two diabetes and stuff like that. Although I didn't have any issues that I know of now from those two things, it's just a common factor to know that with weight comes actual uh, negative health aspects. So one time, you know, I was just eating out with a group of friends that we've had and we were sitting at the booth and I, and I and I stood up to get something to drink, probably more food too. And then I just noticed the tendency for me to have to like pull my pants up, pull the shirt down, make sure I wasn't hanging out. And that was really the, the first time where I was like, you know what, I need to get serious about my health and, you know, really start to make the, take the steps forward to uh, make the changes I needed. 
And at the time, you know, uh, a buddy of mine, uh, his name is Zeke. He was like the biggest, baddest guy in the gym. He was and huge, I was like, man. I remember him now that you say that name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was like, you know what? If I if I need to make changes, I need to link up with those who are, you know, in their own journey. So we would work out together every single time. You know, I'd be very sore starting out. And he's he was tough on me. He's like, you know, I don't care about how sore you are right now. If anything, you're you're gonna go to the, through the motions of a of a session with me. You know, five to ten minutes in, you're warmed up, you're not sore anymore, and then you're able to hit it anyway. Mm-hmm. So he kind of tricked my mind. And if if he was gonna tell me, you know, we're gonna hit it hard, you're gonna be sweating all over the place, feeling like you're about to throw up, you know, I would I would come up with any excuse not to go to the gym. But he really made that that entry level pr- pretty easy for me. Um, not leaving anything up the question. He gave me all the answers I needed in order to be successful. So with that, and uh, we had a summer block, you know, coming up and uh, I worked a laborious job with my dad, you know, in the cemeteries, uh, we both set monuments, you know, tombstones and stuff like that. So that was an all day job in the sun, sweating. And then after that, I would hit the gym. And then after the gym, I would, link up with some buddies of mine back home and we would wrestle and do jujitsu and boxing. So this very active lifestyle of like those three activities <clears throat> and then sc- like scheduling my food throughout the day in the cemeteries to make sure I was eating when I needed to keeping a steady flow of nutritious uh, items in my, in my diet was was paramount to to the success. And I came back that next year through college and like, no one knew who I was anymore. Like, like they're like, I think I know this guy. And then I would, you know, say something and uh, they're like, Oh, it's, it's Shane, like complete 180. Like, and you know, three to four months, maybe I lost 70, 80 pounds. So, um, so that's pretty much the start of my, like, a lot of people, you know, think that your your job's finished at that point because you've helped yourself. But really, it was my opportunity to start helping other people um, throughout, you know, navigate their fitness journey. Mm. So then I started working at the fitness center, just a desk attendant. And, you know, see, having people see my journey, they had all kinds of questions. And then my, I would be answering these questions, showing people through a couple workouts. My boss would come in and she's like, in no way, shape or form, are you allowed to do any of this anymore? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I'm just trying to help people out. I work at the fitness center and I want to help people. She's like, well, at a liability standard, like you're not certified, qualified, anything to be teaching people how to, how to do fitness. And I was like, you know what? Um, give me three to four months and I'll be, I'll be certified to do this. And she's like, all right, but not, you can't teach anything until then. So then work study for me, instead of working on, you know, some audio stuff, cause you can't work on audio stuff anyway in the fitness center. Like you have to be in the studio. Um, I spent all of my shifts. I picked up extra shifts just to read through this book, do some self-study and uh, pass the exam. Congrats on that, man. And yeah. that's, a, that's a really powerful story, but you made it sound really simple, to be honest. Um, it's like, hey, I just uh, got up out of the seat, pulled up my pants, pulled down my shirt, realized I looked at myself and I was like, this isn't who I want to be. And you just made it happen. What was some of uh, what, what, 
what was challenging about that transition? Was that really a demarcation line in, in your journey? And just from there forward, you did everything Zeke said, or where did you struggle at the beginning of your health journey? Uh, I would say I, I didn't struggle really until, you know, you hit that, those first couple plateaus, you know, so Zeke was really good, but he, he wasn't like certified. The knowledge base might not have been there for him to be able to teach other people how to navigate their journey once, you know, uh, once you come across a difficult spot, he's really good at knowing what works for him. And then he would apply the same stuff to, to me. And I got to the point where uh, that, that wasn't working for me anymore. So I had to kind of dive deep into the uh, the science and the, the literature the literature to make sure that uh, that I was able to continue my journey. And you, there's all kinds of cliche sayings and quotes about progress and stuff like that, but it's not linear by any means. You know, you have your up, ups and downs. You just have to see those trends. And you have to remind yourself, so the pulling the shirt down, pulling the pants up, that, that was my reminder that I never wanted to be back there again. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you, you have your Simon uh, Sinek start with why. I mean, that, that was my why. It's like, I don't want to get back to that physical appearance, like hoping that the elevator always worked because if I had to take the stairs, I would be huffing and puffing. Like no one wants to be in that situation. So. Hmm. So um, what about for people, because I'm assuming there's probably some people out there that have some of the realization, the shirt pull down, the pants pull up. Um, what advice would you give them to use that as motivation and not shame? Because um, I, I, I don't want to send people into a shame spiral here. And I really do want to turn that into their why. So, you know, how, how do you and maybe how do you help your current clients with with kind of figuring out that why and, and using it for, and then knowing when you can push on that and when you can't push on that and where more it could be more self-defeating than than self-serving. Yeah. So one thing you want to look at when you're talking to your clients is um, their motivation, you know, their why. So if their motivation is to say something like if you ask anyone why they want to lose weight or how much weight that they want to lose. They're going to tell you, I want to lose 10 pounds to look better. It's like, all right, well, what does look better mean to you? Mm. Uh, what does this mean to you? What does that mean to you? And you have to realize if you only get that weight out of them, so if they only want to lose 10 pounds, if I do half my job and, and help them lose five pounds, then half their motivation has gone. Mm. You know I mean, so they only have five more pounds. It's, it's never weight. And it's the same thing, like, when I'm trying to pick up a client and they say it's it's like a financial issue, it never is a financial issue. It's always some type of deep-rooted fear or or just something stopping them. And you kind of have to talk to them and just kind of don't be a hard seller and finding wise or actually selling your service. Understand who the person is. Understand what makes them tick. And once you understand what, what keeps them going, what keeps them motivated, dedicated, and inspired, like they'll be unstoppable because mm-hmm. we we look at motivation like you know you have David Goggins if you're sucking one day you 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 turn on that David Goggins video and you're like you know I'm gonna get after this run I'm gonna get after this workout but that motivation is only gonna last you know 20 minutes it's gonna give you enough time to get to the gym get to the trail 
get to the treadmill, whatever, whatever you're doing, but you have to be dedicated and, and being motivated every day. And you do that by being inspired by understanding what your why is. Mm. Yeah, that's powerful. Um, and would you say that's similar? Because something that really resonates with with your story with me is, is discipline. You were talking about the the physical labor you did all summer long, and then you would have a full day's work, and then you would turn around and hit the gym after that. Uh, how do you help your clients and yourself um, develop discipline? Um, I have them, and I've actually just recently discovered this, uh, a pillar to my Actors Fitness Guild um, for success, like it's a sex factor in the program, is community. So I preach that you have to make promises to your peers and your friends around you. So I made a promise to my friend that after I would work all day, after I'd hit the gym, I would go ahead and go to his garage and, and do some wrestling. Yeah. So um, I'm just the type of person that if I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Um, and I think that's just huge. It's like the more people that know about your journey, the more people who are going to ask you about it. And the more people you have asking about your journey, the more accountable you are. True. So, yeah, that's very true. That's why that's where I find the power of social media, to be honest. I've done um, some 30 day challenges and I always tend to throw it out onto Instagram um, because I'm the same way as you. If, if the general public knows that I'm, I'm working on something and that somebody's asking me every three or four days where I'm at on, on a certain goal, I find that really empowering because those days I wake up and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. Like, uh, you're, you're, you're consistently fighting the battle, uh, with you and your brain of like trying to find a lie you can tell yourself an excuse really wrapped up in a lie of like, oh, well, it's raining today. I don't need to work out or go to the gym. Um, so I do find social media as a, as a really powerful tool to, to make sure that you can stay accountable and have that accountability team. And then I think you need to also have, you know, some of that one-on-one or or group accountability as well. Um, I think that's super powerful. What, what does a healthy life really mean to you? I I know this, you can define this in in multiple, people will define this in multiple different ways, but, but what is a healthy life? How would you define it for yourself? Um, When it comes to the physical aspect, um, I really think of fitness as this like a movement practice, Um, whether like you're a, you're a dancer, if you're a gardener, if you're if you work a laborious job, uh, physical fitness is just the ability to express those movements that you need to be able to, to express. So if you're a gardener, you need to be able to be on your knees for a long period of time. You need to have good like wrist dexterity in order to till and care for your garden. So really, you just have to break down the needs analysis of each of your clients or yourself and understand what it would mean to not be able to do what you love to do anymore. Mm. So it's just an expression of a hobby or or um, or a job that you have, a career path. Like, And it's the opposite of that, too. So if you are... In marketing and advertising, for example, when you're sitting at your desk for long periods of time, you need to know that when you stand up, those hip, hip flexors are going to be tight. Um, you might have a little kyphosis. You might be rounded over a little bit, chest tight. So you need to know when you hit the gym that maybe 
you hit back a little bit more often than you hit chest because if you keep on hitting chest, you're going to tighten even further and round your posture forward even more. So it's a um, it's a it's an understanding uh, a needs analysis of your movements and counter movements really and the physical aspect of things. And when I, when you think about nutrition and sleep, it's really about balance of energy level. So if I'm like cutting for for a given period, I know I'm I'll be hungry a little bit. I'm gonna be cranky, <clears throat> and if it's if I'm in a a block at work where it's a high stress level uh, situation, cutting probably isn't going to be, you know, a wise choice for me uh, to navigate during a stressful period because um, I'm already going to be stressed. I'm going to get headaches. I'm going to just want to, on my way home, you know, stop by, uh, stop by Chick-fil-A, you know, a little Taco Bell action. <laughs> so, so you just have to understand, like, and also in the military um, and in my position now, we, we we are in a huge habit of planning 12 weeks out. So we use like a T-week concept and and we uh, plan, backwards plan for 12 weeks. And getting in the habit, it doesn't have to be 12 weeks, but getting in the habit of understanding your own personal calendar and when you're able to actually fit things in. When are you actually going to be able to start a fitness journey to where on Monday the, the, the food shop for the – the mills are prepped. Um, you you have a gym membership, or you don't, or you have the space um, available to actually move the way you need to. Like it's it's all about proper planning, really. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think planning is is probably the number one factor to for for success around a healthy lifestyle. I mean, it's planning. When is the right time? When can I find some time for the gym or for some movement throughout the day? Planning what I'm going to eat so that I'm not falling back to convenient options. I, I really did consciously decide beforehand, and and also knowing okay, here's two days that I'm I know I'm not going to get a ton of sleep because I got to wake up early or got to be up late. Um, so I maybe I need to plan for a little bit more sleep later into the week or something like that. Let's let's jump into to nutrition from a high level standpoint. Do you have any absolute? I, I know everybody's different, um, and I know that's going to be a standard question or, or a standard statement that you're going to give me. But is there? Do you have um, foods that fall into foods that fall into a yes or no category for everybody? No, I, I'm really big, especially starting out. Is this? raw calories in raw calories out there's better times to eat certain things like following a difficult workout if you want to eat like a smoothie or something very high in sugar like if you're going to eat that i'm not going to tell you you're not going to but it would be after a strenuous exercise bout so it's all about understanding what your food is how much you actually need and then when to eat that i feel like why is it a better time to eat some of those foods after a workout versus some time throughout the a different time throughout the day? Right. So if, if you're like really getting after it, it's like a high intensity interval session, or just you're lifting heavy weights, not really giving yourself time to rest. Something like a cross training aspect or something like that. Then your 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 muscles are depleting its stores of sugar or glycogen stores. Um, and your body is very susceptible to store those sugars that you're eating post-workout back into the 
it's going to shuttle that sugar back to the muscles as quickly as possible at that time. Where if you eat it in the, in the morning or like a typical breakfast for Americans, I feel like is a bowl of cereal and donuts and, and bagels and orange juice, all that is this sugar. Mm-hmm. If you choose to eat that um, in the morning, especially after uh, sleep deprivation or anything like that, it's gonna it's gonna spike your insulin and cause some issues with fat storage as well. So something really cool uh, that you did while you were at Webster, and I remember um, very well, is is invited Sean Stevenson in uh, to Webster to to give a talk. Who is Sean Stevenson, and uh, why did you seek him out? Right. So uh, Sean Stevenson is the podcast host and author. Uh, his podcast is the model health show his book is sleep smarter um but i chose him because i had a survey you know what do you have issues with sleep nutrition fitness or anything else like fill in the blank type of thing and almost like nine out of ten people said that their issue with their physical wellness was sleep wow. so i kind of, i kind of did some research i didn't know sean stevenson too much um at the time but I saw that he was he had the number one health and fitness podcast and he was conveniently located in St. Louis. So uh, I reached out to him and we talked, went back and forth. And um, the difficult part, I think, was getting funding from the uh, Student Government Association in order to get him to come and talk to us. Um, so I ha- we had a partner up with uh, two or three different organizations on campus. So we were we were able to get him to come speak to us. Um, I got like 10 or 12 copies of his book uh, to hand out to whoever came. Um, and then we were able to get like a like a, a Garmin or a Fitbit to mm. give out as well, just to kickstart people's fitness journey. So and do you find yourself advising your clients on on sleep? Sleep is kind of throws you back to like a homeostasis type operation platform. So it allows your body to work the way it needs to work. So if you're stressed out, if you're if you're doing too much exercises and not recovering properly, your body's not going to really be able to function properly. So what is it? So if you don't keep a steady sleep schedule, um, you're kind of really messing with melatonin and cortisol, mm-hmm. right? And people think of cortisol is like a, a negative thing, like the stress hormone, right? But they kind of play like a teeter-totter effect. And at night, you want your melatonin to be up. That way it helps you fall asleep at night. But what that does is it allows you to peak your cortisol in the morning. That way it's easier to wake up in the morning. Mm. But what happens is, and this is why Mondays kind of suck for most people, is you know Friday night you stay up late, you sleep in on Saturday, you do the same thing Saturday night and Sunday. And then you're trying to kind of find that base of being able to go back to sleep at a at a at your typical t- time on Sunday night, and then you wake up tired on Monday morning because you're stressed out because of that cortisol is trying to figure out like when the appropriate time the the peak is. So mm. that's kind of where sleep deprivation comes into. People think pull, pulling an all nighter that's the only way that you can be sleep deprived, but it's just two or four hour shifts in either direction can make you sleep deprived. Hmm. Okay. So I love, um, that suggestion. That's probably the most 
impactful suggestion and becoming trying to get to a routine sleep schedule. Um, and and I know that's challenging Monday through you know Sunday to to your Thursday night sleep is going to be different than your Friday to Saturday for most people. But trying to get as consistent as possible with both times you fall asleep and times you wake up. What other quick optimization tips would you give around sleep? Let's say so it's prioritization of sleep. So I have clients schedule in when they can work out on a given day. It's going to be a different time every day with, you know, auditions or, or rehearsals or actual shows. Um, but you should block out your sleep and wake times every day. And that's your operation base. Mm. So for me, I try to go to sleep no later than 10 o'clock in the morning or 10 o'clock at night. And then I'm waking up 4:30 to five every morning. Mm. And and the goal is to do that on the weekends as well. There's onesies and twosies that, you know, because when you do, when you block out your schedule like this, you're going to automatically, the first thing you're going to see is you're going to be missing out on a whole lot of social engagements. Um, so, you know, you got to give yourself the, res- you, you got to respect yourself enough to prioritize sleep in order to get to your goals. But you also have to see that's a balancing act with being able to socialize with your friends, your loved ones and stuff like that as well. So you can dive head first in the sleep, but that might not necessarily be a, a prolonged longevity approach to successfully navigating your sleep. Like, especially with diet, some people go straight into, you know, having a uh, you know, borderline eating disorder and stuff like that, just an unhealthy relationship with eating. And you cannot do that with sleep and fitness and social life. It needs to all be balanced. Mm. So, so how do people do that? How, how do people balance that piece to it? For me, um, I, I'm naturally extroverted. I get energy from hanging out with people. Um, but I have really had this convergence in the last few years because I also really want to prioritize prioritize sleep i want to prioritize nutrition and people don't think about that but having a couple drinks and going out to eat and a lot of the things where you know social life is centered around um and then fitness too i mean it just takes time uh to 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 do movement to get into the gym to uh spend time on all of this um so where have you found success in helping people balance um the physical demands and uh the demands of of keeping a healthy lifestyle with also being able to socialize yeah i think it comes down to framing the way that you think like coming up with these paradigms that just make sense to you and are unshiftable so one thing I think about and I tell my clients is there's really nothing after 10 p.m. that has to happen after 10 p.m. <laughs> so if you're, if you're going out to dinner, having some drinks, you can get home, you can get back home, get some water in you and be in bed at 10. Mm-hmm. So it's not about missing out. It's about, you know, I'll have dinner and drinks with you, but I might not necessarily go out to the club with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it's a happy balance. And like I said, like if you, one week you want to go out to a club, stay out till two or three in the morning, do it. Um, but just know that the next day you're going to be dehydrated. You're not going to be able to hit your run times or lift as heavy as you're, if you, as you're wanting to go, but don't take that as you failed yourself in the fitness aspect of things. Take that as a, let's take that day to, you know, recover, eat some food and hit it hard, either 
in the evening of that day or just wait till the next day. Hmm. So, yeah, that's powerful. That's good. Um, I enjoy putting putting friends in my life that also have the same outlook on that. Uh, brunch is the new club. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> it's like, hey, let's do something and be home by by nine ten o'clock now versus yeah. starting uh starting the socialization around nine or ten o'clock and then also weaving in um some of these great socialization thing activities into some of the healthy lifestyles. You know, hey, rather than uh, going out, you know, getting drinks. How about we hit the gym together or go on a walk or go for a hike or go kayaking or whatever, maybe weaving in some of these, these fun activities, I think, into, in, in, you know, kind of masking some of the fitness with what seems like socialization. Yeah. That's what I would say next is it doesn't even have to be a, a fitness activity, but if you're not typically the person who plans the events for your friend group, maybe you plan one out you know get with that guy or girl that plans the events and maybe we should do something at 4 p.m you know straight after work on the friday type of thing i want to talk to you a little bit about your um your, your coaching background so as i mentioned in my intro you're a certified personal um strength and conditioning coach and a certified personal trainer you've been doing this for five plus years now um Talk to me about changeany.com, your online training program, and also how that grew into um, your project now, which is the Actors Fitness Guild. Yeah, so going over my training history, it's like like you said, you saw me walking around the book with a book for months at a time. <laughs> uh, and I just sat down, took the test prayed that I passed it and I did. So I knew right away that I was now certified. So then, you know, you get some liability insurance and you start working with people. Uh, that certification opened the door to allow me to work with the general population, people like me and you, your grandma, your mom, your dad, uh, just anyone really, uh, just understanding their limitations and contraindications and stuff like that. So, um, and that was awesome. I started working at Anytime Fitness, um, getting clients there, and everything was good, but I, I just felt like I was missing something. And after thinking about it for a little while, I started to understand that I wanted to work with student athletes and athletes in general. So that required me to need a second certification in strength conditioning. And that opened up the doors uh, to allow me to work as a non-paid volunteer assistant to uh matt sites at webster university so i worked under him for a uh, an entire academic year um, and that just blew my mind of how he is able to coach every single sport that webster has and do it effectively making sure that uh the athletes are mitigating risk of injury and also um, optimizing their performance at the same time so that was huge huge opportunity for me. And then um, at the same time, I was working as an independent contractor at uh, Phoenix A-plus Coaching on the Hill in St. Louis. Uh, it's a uh, small group session type situation where, you know, I would schedule two to four people to come in. They weren't necessarily doing the same workout, but I was coaching all four of them at the same time. That was a good opportunity. And meanwhile, I was blogging on my site I was doing online training for those people who either moved away after college or people I've just never met before, just interested. They stumbled across my website somehow and they 
they trusted me enough to ask me to do some programming for them. So the Shane Janae Fitness or yeah, the Shane is really just a snapshot of me as a personal trainer. Uh, any projects I've been a part of with it, whether it be Mark Pro or any Webster journal um, I've been interviewed for, everything is on there. And then I was able to start training people from the conservatory at Webster. And um, I kind of made it made up a referral system. And the second I did that, one of my clients just shot over 20 potential clients and I was able to link up with them and take the majority of them on. And I ended up looking around, looking at my client roster. I'm like, all these guys have something to do with the entertainment industry, whether they be actors themselves, dancers, uh, musicians, whether there's behind the soundboard or, you know, in charge of conducting these rehearsals for shows and stuff like that. So I was like, I'm going to take a deep dive and only train these people. That way I can really hone in on what their individual problem set is and uh, help them combat that. So it's mm. kind of where I'm at now. It's a relatively new um, established uh, niche for me, but um, we have a website dedicated to it. My, my online, the app that I use to train my clients, it's, fully branded out with actors fitness guild so when each client signs into it uh each given day to start to execute their session or log a meal or update their progress photos they know exactly um that that app is for people like them so it's kind of huge hmm. yeah and we'll uh we'll put all the links to um your websites and and some of the resources you've talked about and in the description below um, what, what's some major differences you've seen in having to train people specifically in the entertainment industry versus, um, the general public? Yeah, it's, uh, they're, they are very busy, very busy persons. I would say mm -hmm. even now you can't lump somebody in a certain type of client profile, but mm -hmm. a lot of them, uh, they don't have access to the gym. They don't have access to cook their own meals all the time. They're running from place to place, whether it be like their survival job, just to get enough food on the table to China audition and rehearse. Like they're rehearsing for the show they're doing now and they're auditioning for a show that they want in a couple months. So they're, they're super busy. It's just about balancing that out and understanding that you can't schedule something for them every day. And if you do, maybe it's a, a 30 minute yoga session with, uh, we're working with uh, Lauren Hayes right now and she provides uh, yoga sessions for the uh, the platform as well. So, hmm. so. so your, your program is 100% online based. You have a, an app that supports the, the program. You focus obviously on whatever fitness regimen makes sense um, for them, if it's yoga or if it's weights. And then you also will build out a nutrition plan if, if that's of interest to them as well. Yeah, so broad strokes for nutrition. I help them construct their own diet, but a lot of different states and organizations have issues with a non-registered dietitian or nutritionist doing a buy-item mm -hmm. meal plan. But I... Um, I'm big on trying to 
undersell and over deliver. Mm. Um, so right now I try to get away with, you know what, I'm going to give you your fitness plan and you know, good luck. <laughs> but the second that they sign up, they're bombarded with a 10 day masterclass of how to set up their, uh, their diet, their, um, they get an eat like a 35 page ebook, I think, uh, that I wrote. So it really breaks down what is expected of them, how they can get where they want to be without me giving them a, an item by item list of what to eat and when to eat it. Uh, there's programs out there uh, that can help them with that. But I, and my, my big, like the nutrition is the biggest obstacle, I think, in, in a, a fitness journey. And the more say that the client has in constructing their diet, the more likely they are to, to follow through with it because mm. it's their diet that they made for themselves. I'm not making a diet for them. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I would agree I'm, with that. I'm here to coach a mentor. I'm by no means a trainer. And, and the fact that I don't give them, I, I, don't, I, don't, I won't give them a bucket of fish, you know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll give them the fishing pole and I'll show them where to go. <laughs> But they have to they have to show up and they have to maintain their fishing pole. So, mm. Mm. man, you are impressive. We're we're almost near the end here. Um, but but you impress me so much because you are such a student of your craft. You are so interested um, in learning more and understanding and trying to get better at at at, at your your skills and, and your genius. Um, how do you stay on top of learning what I feel like is an ever-changing um, industry in terms of health? One of my mentors um, in the personal training field, he, he talked about the difference between uh, principles and methods. And everyone's coming out with a new method in order to achieve a time-tested principle. And you can't get caught up in all the minutia of all the, the latest and greatest tech gadgets. Like the other day, I saw something that you put in your mouth, you bite down on it, and then it strengthens your jaw. Your jaw is probably the strongest mu like muscle complex in your entire body. You don't need to strengthen your jaw by any means. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So you have to, you have to understand like what's what's beneficial to you and, and it comes up in clients every now and again but i tell them right away that uh it's not going to be beneficial to them to, uh, towards their goals you know they're like well i saw this thing think about like back in the day like the shake weight it's like you don't need to have a shake weight <laughs> it tones your arms well so do every other exercise for the upper body so <laughs> it's just keeping in mind the principles and and properly guiding people and yourself through those as well. I do research a lot, um, not as much as I would want to, but I read at least one study a day, mm. I would say. And that keeps me pretty current. And again, with the organization that I'm certified through, you have to maintain a certain level of continued edu education to keep your certifications. So if you fall by the wayside, they will take your certification. Uh, certifications away from you so mm. i think that's that's huge as well yeah that's awesome i appreciate that um shane what's what what's next for you what's what do you want out of the stage uh, of life um where are you headed and um what help do you need to get to get to where you want to go yeah right now i'm looking into um grad schools so i'm looking to get a uh, a master's in strength conditioning 
and go back to uh, looking at training with athletes and continuing my work with the, uh, the actors fitness guild. Mm, that's awesome. In, in three words or less, what, what's one thing that the military has taught you? Uh, in three words or less. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't do that. Well, I will say that the, the biggest thing that the army has taught me is when, when you have two of something, give one away, you know, mm. it taught me how to take care of, of your, your brothers and sisters to your left and right. And in front of you and behind you, and nice, like, you handle that question pretty well. <laughs> I also heard you're a big experience guy. Um, I, I think um, if I if I heard right that you think um, everybody should try different experiences in life to um, open themselves up. What is one experience that you are still looking forward to trying? I don't even know who you're talking to. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I've talked to a couple people. <laughs> I would say uh, something I want to do is uh, uh, travel through the Appalachian Trail, I would say. Oh, that's cool. That's In its cool. entirety. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. And one of your favorite favorite experiences so far of your life? I mean, I always wanted to go to Universal Studios growing up. Never, never had the opportunity to go. And uh, a couple of years ago, I was able to go to their Halloween Horror Nights. So they have a bunch of uh, haunted houses and stuff like that. So. I walked through a Stranger Things house and it was pretty sweet. A bunch of Demogorgons trying to get after you, but <laughs> it was pretty well, cool. Well, that's awesome. Well, uh, well, Shane, we're coming up here on on the hour mark. Um, I really appreciate you being on the show. Any um, final thoughts that that you would like to share out to the audience? Yeah, um, at a young age, like me and you were, you know, we might still be looking to to, to find a mentor to help us along the way, but just as quickly as we find one, we have to be ready to uh, be a mentor to those mm. below us. So um, big on the, uh, we stand on the shoulders of giants and we have to take the baton from those who came before us and run with as far as we can. So, mm. so that's the biggest thing. That's awesome. And um, Shane, where can people connect with you if um, they would like to learn a little bit more about what you're doing? Yeah, probably the actorsfitnessguild.com is the the one-stop shop or you can get after me on on Facebook and Instagram as well. So Okay, cool. I'll give you those links. Awesome. Yep, and we'll put those all in the description below. Well, Shane, I really appreciate you being on the show. It was a blast. I think you and I will have some more deeper dive conversations um and maybe get into some of the nuances of of a few things in the future. And, and like I said, there's a lot of topics that we haven't even touched yet. So I appreciate it. This is probably definitely uh, not the end of you being on the sandbox, but for now, yeah. uh, goodbye. <laughs> awesome. See ya. Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully you enjoyed that conversation with Shane Jenney. I hope you guys saw what I see in him. He, his story is so inspirational. Not only did he go out on his own quest and lost 70, 80 pounds over a summer um, and reinvented really who he was and, and where his life was taking him, but he also had the ambition and the selflessness to then reach out and, and provide a helping hand for others that also want to go on that journey. So, so that was so empowering, and that's exactly why I brought him on. 
hopefully he shared and gave you advice um, to help move the needle on one of your health goals. If that is sleep, if that's nutrition, if that is fitness, we talked a lot of great things. Um, I think, and he delivered a lot of great advice. My big takeaway when as, was when he was talking to me about his client experience, particularly whenever he was talking about nutrition. He gave a really great metaphor in there, and he mentioned that he will not give his clients a bucket of fish, but he will give them the fishing pole and show them where to go. And that was really empowering, and what I heard from that was – he can help you all he wants, but ultimately it comes down to you making the decision to help yourself. You're the one that has to be in control of your health journey and your destiny. So I, I, I challenge everybody to commit to something that you've wanted to commit to in, in your health journey and really go for it. There will be resources, there will be coaches along the way, but ultimately it's going to be you that has to get themselves up. Um, and go for that early morning run. It's going to be you that has to hit the gym after a 10-hour day. It is you that will have to avoid the convenience of fast food and, and go home and cook the meal that you promised you would cook. It is you that has got to have to um, re resist the temptation of late-night partying and non-self-serving binge drinking in favor of getting adequate sleep. So with that in mind, I, I hope you got a lot from this. I really did. I really got a lot from my conversation with Shane. I would encourage you if there was a question that you had that I did not ask, please reach out to him. Once again, um, he's on Instagram or he is at shanejenny.com or the Actors Fitness Guild. Um, go connect with him on any of those platforms and there'll be some links in the description if you're on YouTube. Um, also, I would love to connect with you as well. So please um, connect with me. My Twitter and my Instagram are both Justin Lee Peters and that's Lee as in L-E-E. -E. And if you'd like to send me a note via email, my email is justinleepeters5 at gmail.com. And however you're listening or watching this today, I would love it if you gave me a subscribe. And finally, big thanks to Shane for dedicating his time, his wisdom to um, my audience here. Of course, a big shout out to my little brother again for that intro music. And um, finally, as always, a huge thank you to my better half, Gabby Dimekey, for helping me produce this show. She makes me sound way cooler than I really am. So I hope you guys go off, make an impact or a change on your health journey after listening to this episode, and have a great day. Later. Later.